You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Tuesday to you. We've got a fun podcast prepared for you today. In just a moment, I'll be joined by Anthony Marino from the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. He hosts the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings Podcast, and we have gone through and assembled our all-time Buffalo Bills draft team. We individually created a starting lineup uh, featuring what we believe is the best player that the Bills have ever drafted at each respective position, and we compare our two teams, and it's really fun, and it gives us a chance to look at the success the Bills have had drafting players, and uh, you know we just reminisce on some hits when it comes to the Buffalo Bills draft history, and I think it's a nice way to kind of segue our discussion out of free agency into the NFL draft, where we're going to dig in pretty heavily here over the next month, right? We're about a month away from the 2021 NFL draft, and so that's going to be a big topic of discussion for us on this podcast. One bit of news, though. The Bills announced yesterday that there is a new name for the Bills Stadium, and the new name for the Bills Stadium is Highmark Stadium. And real quick, let me just break this down for you. Here's everything that I have to say about Highmark Stadium being the new home of the Buffalo Bills. All right, that's it. That's everything I have to say about the Bills Stadium now being called Highmark Stadium. Congratulations to the Pagulas for finding a title sponsor for the stadium and securing that revenue stream. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm joined now by Anthony Marino. He's from the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. He hosts the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings Podcast, and he is my guest today because we're going to do something fun. We are going to assemble a starting lineup, offense and defense, using only players that were originally drafted by the Buffalo Bills. I don't know who Anthony has picked. He doesn't know who I have picked. So we're going to assemble a starting offense, a starting defense, We're going to compare, and the caveat is these players have to have been an original Buffalo Bills draft pick. Anthony, what's up, dude? Welcome. Joe, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm looking forward to this exercise, although it's making me sweat just a little bit because I am guessing there's probably something obvious that I will have missed uh, going back with this, but uh, I'm excited to be on with you, and I think we can have a lot of fun with this today. Before we start, I have a question for you. I didn't warn you that I was going to ask you this, but ever since Trevor Sykema, my my colleague at the Draft Network, we were uh, in Miami, Florida a couple weeks ago for uh, a scouting combine. And he said to me, 
And this is your question. So I'm going to tell you what he said. And this is your question. He said, okay, Joe, how many first round picks would you give up to force Patrick Mahomes to go to an NFC team? You don't get anything back. You don't get anything back. The only thing that you get is Patrick Mahomes out of the AFC. And so it's like a three team trade. Like, let's say that it's the Carolina Panthers. The, the Bills would give the Carolina Panthers X amount of first round picks to package together in a deal with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have to send Mahomes to Carolina. How many would you give up? So I'm just, and I'm not getting anything. You're in not getting, you're getting Mahomes like, out of the conference. It is Christmas morning. I'm giving up none. None. I'm giving up none. And I, and I will say this, right? Like I, I look at the, the Bills two games against the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Um, I look at the Las Vegas Raiders beating the Chiefs once, probably should have beaten them a second time. There's a weird stigma with this team right now. I feel like Bills fans are overreacting since the AFC championship game loss that the sole focus of anything in the draft or free agency has to be about getting better to beat the Chiefs like this weird kind of obsession that I don't even recall Bills fans having with the Patriots. Um, so as much as I would love to see Patrick Mahomes out of the AFC, I'd just rather use those two picks on additional weapons on offense or on defense or whatever it may be. And, and I, I want the Bills to beat the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, not for it to be one of those where he torments us for a decade. Anthony Marino, a true competitor. This guy's a he, he said, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to just be handed anything. I want to knock off the king. I respect it. Uh, by the way, my answer was three. I would give up three first round picks to send Mahomes to the Panthers. Um, uh, now I feel like a, you know, like that was a loser <laughs> take, but um, at least I'm honest, right? I'll take it, man. So we have two things that we need to make clear before we release our picks for our all. Bills draft team. Number one, and Anthony, I both agree on this. If we didn't watch you play, well, you're not on the team. You know, I, I'm sure Billy Shaw and Joe Delamalier were wonderful football players. Neither one of us watched them play. You know, it's our strike zones pretty much 80s, 80s and forward. You know, guys that were drafted and we had a chance to really understand their career. So if you're going to be upset that we don't have, uh, you know, Albert the Bunyan on the list, uh, I'm sorry. Number two is that we have given each other the liberty to craft the starting lineup however we want. And so for me, I have an 11 personnel base offense and I have a nickel base defense. I don't know what Anthony has. He might have 12 personnel. He might go four, three. I have no idea. So uh, that could create some interesting layers here. But I guess I'll ask you right now, Anthony, what is your, what is your base offense and defense for your picks? Defensively, I went with a base 4-3. Um, that certainly, for me, was what I had in mind when I started and things worked out. Um, on offense, I'm going with no tight end, no fullback, two running backs, three wide receivers, which might be cheating just a little bit here, no. but you know what? It's like I, I want my weapons on the field, so that's what I'm going with. 20 personnel. I respect it. I respect Thank it because the tight end thing was dicey, but I picked one. All right, let's do it. Let's start with quarterback. We can rotate who goes first and second. So as the guest, I'll let you make known your pick for quarterback first. Listen, I already know I'm not going to be popular with everything in this exercise and might as well just get one right out of the way. 
Um, my quarterback, I'm going with Josh Allen. First round, pick number seven over Jim Kelly. You look at his 2020 season, the greatest season by any quarterback in Buffalo Bills history. Um, yeah, Jim Kelly's a Hall of Famer, and that's all fine and good. But for what Josh Allen has done last year, leading the Bills to the playoffs in the last two seasons, to the AFC Championship game, if I have to look at it, there is a little bit of that, call it the redemption factor, I think, for when I say for Bills fans, I mean, listen, I wasn't even on board with the Bills drafting Josh Allen at the time either. But his ability to come in and produce, be a finalist for the MVP, coming in second place this past last year, an all-pro, a pro bowler, um, Josh Allen's my pick at quarterback. How about you? So I wanted to pick Josh Allen, but I didn't. And, and the reason why is because – he only has one season of elite play, right? Like the sample size with Jim Kelly is bigger. And so for that, I, I went with Jim Kelly. Um, I understand why you did what you did. And there was only two choices. It was Kelly or Allen. I mean, I never watched Joe Ferguson or Daryl LaMonica play football. And actually what's funny is, is the quarterback with the second most amount of passing yards ever that was drafted by the Bills is Norm Sneed. <laughs> out of Wake Forest. So, um, yeah, this was a Kelly versus Allen conversation. I'm siding with the larger sample size that comes with Jim Kelly. But I don't think either one's the wrong choice. Nobody should be mad at either one of us for that. We will move on to running back. And I know that you've already teased that you've picked two of these, which makes sense because there's a lot of really good options. The Bills have been pretty successful at drafting running backs. I have to go with Thurman Thomas. I mean, 12,000 rushing yards, another 4,500 receiving yards, nearly 100 touchdowns for his NFL career, uh, was the NFL MVP, uh, which is really fun. And I, I just the dynamic dual threat ability to catch the football and, and really be a dynamic running back as well. He is the lead back for my team. And Thurman Thomas is the lead back for my team as well. I mean, the, the no-brainer, right? And even not that going through this where they were drafted doesn't come into play, but I do remember that being one of the first years I was really into the NFL draft, watching him sitting on his couch, waiting to be selected, taking a nap, falling asleep as ESPN cuts to him. Uh, again, one of those pieces you talk about guys with something to prove um, the 40th overall pick, a hall of famer, uh, an easy slam dunk. So do you have a second running back that you're going to tell us about? Or I do have a second running back, and it's one that, again, a little bit of a lightning rod of discussion as he was only in Buffalo for three and a half seasons, but I went with Marshawn Lynch. Um, Marshawn Lynch is certainly the one that got away for Bills fans, right? A first-round pick in 2007, the number 12 overall selection, um, headed to the Hall of Fame. Just, uh, you know, if you would have thought of, man, having Thurman Thomas and Marshawn Lynch in the same backfield together, right? Mm. It's two complementary backs and what they could have been. Um, for me, I just couldn't get it out of my head to not have him on the team. And when I look at Lynch, and again, for what he did in Buffalo, I don't know what people's expectations were early on, right? As a rookie, he goes for over 1,100 yards rushing, over 1,000 yards rushing in his second season with the Bills. And it just, there was just this falling out right between him and the community and with the front office. And personally, I feel like it's one of those areas where they just, um, 
They panicked when they traded him away, and they just shouldn't have at the time. And it was unfortunate that it happened. But when you talk about guys that were drafted by the Bills, and when you look at his career in the NFL, going for over 10,000 yards, rushing 85 rushing touchdowns, I had to include Marshawn Lynch on my team. I think that's a wonderful backfield pairing. I mean, you want to talk about your thunder and lightning. Lynch and Thomas would be really outstanding. Fun fact here, the Bills have drafted three different running backs that have achieved at least 10,000 rushing yards for their career. Marshawn Lynch and Thurman Thomas being two of them. Of course, OJ Simpson also in that mix. So uh, credit to the Bills. I think they've I think they can say at the, when it's all said and done that they drafted three different Hall of Fame running backs. So a bright spot in the Bills draft history. Now, you don't have a tight end, so, <laughs> which I understand because the pickings were quite slim. Joe, if I went with a tight end, I might have had to go with Dawson Knox. So that, that listen, tells you where things stand listen, right now. now. Now you have me interested. Now I'm regretting <laughs> my choice. I sh- just to stay on brand, I should have picked Dawson Knox. Um, the, the best tight end the Bills have ever drafted is Jay Reamers. So he, he is going to be my tight end. I couldn't, I had to have a tight end. I, I, I mean, I'm going 11 personnel, so I'm going to have three wide receivers, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the options here were pretty slim. Jay Reamers, 221 career catches, 23 touchdowns. It's uh it's one of those things that in, in a lot of the bills fans right now that are down on Dawson Knox and we're really wanting Zach Ertz or making a run at John U. Smith or Hunter Henry this off season. A lot of the foundation I saw for arguments was that the Bills just really have never had a true difference maker at tight end, and they're not wrong. I mean, I'm not sure that I pin that as the reason why the Bills have never won a Super Bowl, but you know, there's certainly been that that element that has been missing forever when it comes to the Bills. But I want to have a tight end, and and Jay Reamers is the best one that they've ever drafted. So that that is my choice there. And you don't have a, a tight end, so we can move to wide receivers. Tell me about your wide receiver room. All right. So my wide receiver room, I have two no-brainers in Eric Moulds and Andre Reed. right? No surprise, I think, for anyone there. And then that third wide receiver spot, uh, I'm wrestling with literally as we speak. At first, I thought that third wide receiver would be Lee Evans, taken in 2004, first round, pick 13, never truly lived up to, I'll say, the potential because he was hampered by horrible quarterback play with the Bills, right, in the same draft with J.P. Lossman. So when I take a look at that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, does Evans deserve to be in that spot? Or is it someone like Stevie Johnson, right? Is Stevie Johnson that pick? Is that number three wide receiver? And I'm wrestling with it right now. Evans was my initial choice, but I am, I'm waffling back and forth so much. Um, you could sway me if you wanted to, and I could certainly go with Stevie here. Well, I think you've got it right down to the right options for sure. Um, for, for me, I am going with Andre Reed, Eric Moulds, and Lee Evans. And the reason I, I pick those three is because I, I like the way they all fit together. I have my very natural X receiver and Eric Moulds, obviously good after the catch, can win down the field. Andre Reed, I can trust him over the middle. He's great after the catch. And Lee Evans is that field-stretching burner. I'll say this about Lee Evans, and I, I think I've said this before, so I don't, I don't think this will be, be new to many people. If Lee Evans was on the Colts and he got to play with Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison was on the Bills and he had to play with the, the garbage that, that was the Bills quarterbacks during those times, 
are those careers reversed? You know, because Lee, it was never a talent issue with Lee Evans. He just didn't have anybody that could consistently get him the football. So I, I like those three together. Um, you know, I guess Stevie Johnson's definitely in the conversation. Uh, Peerless Price is distantly on the conversation, but uh, those are my three. Yeah, and again, the only piece, right, and, and again, if we were looking at it and thinking to ourselves, does where they were drafted make any sort of difference? Okay, Stevie Johnson is a seventh-round pick. What a, a great find for the Buffalo Bills and how he developed. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was his quarterback. I mean, certainly an upgrade over someone like a J.P. Lossman, but not from that standpoint of, oh, Stevie Johnson was playing with a, a Peyton Manning as you use the Harrison example, but I'll stick with Lee Evans here as well, because that's what I had written down. And even though I waffled with it a bit, I think it's worth sticking with that. Okay. Time for the offensive line. I, I think we should present these as a, a starting five. All right. Here's what I have. And again, it, it, the, the old time hall of famers, you know, would have been nice to, to include here, but they're, they're just not going to be on the list. Um, so I have at center, Eric Wood, excellent pick. At guard, we are going to have Reuben Brown. I thought he was such an obvious choice here. We're going to play Will Wolford inside at guard. And our tackle tandem is going to be John Fina and Deion Dawkins. And I thought about Jim Richter as one of my guys here. But he, that, how big was he? I, you know, like I just, I don't know. I, I, I got to look and see how big he was. 273 pounds. I, I don't know. I, I had to go with the guy that had better size. And I, I recognize Jim Richter. I mean, he was a 14-year starter for the Bills or something like that. But um, I don't know, 273 pounds in, in modern football. I had a hard time with that. Well, I had a similar train of thought with you. I had Will Wolford and Deion Dawkins as my offensive tackles. I did have Jim Richter and Reuben Brown on the inside. And Eric Wood is the starting center. Um, John Fina was that sixth offensive lineman that I was thinking of. But as I went through with pieces, it was you know, Wolford. I remember him playing tackle. I thought that would make the most sense for him as I was putting it together. And Jim Richter's longevity did really come into account mm -hmm. for me. Um, that was the, you know, let's call it the oldest player that I added to my list, drafted in 1980, pick 16 overall. Uh, so that's what I went with. But pretty, pretty similar train of thought between the two of us. Man. Imagine a 270 pound guard <laughs> going 16 overall those days, sir, they are behind us. And, and yeah, that's probably me. I look, I didn't, I didn't see the best of Jim Richter. There's no question, but I, I at least mentioned him. I recognize him as a good choice. So there's our, is that our first, um, well, obviously you had the two running back thing going, but I think that's our first, uh, difference. Oh, I, I, had, think I had Josh Allen. You had Jim. Kelly. Oh yeah. Jeez. Hello, Joe. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> But again, I think you take a look at it. I mean, John Fina would have been a great choice as well. I wrestled with that one myself. But, you know, I think when you look at it, those six guys, right? So maybe John Fina is my, uh, my swing tackle when it comes to, to my offensive line here. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. We've been telling you about Bilt Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bilt Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every single bar. Now it is the time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best. It is Bilt Bar Madness, and they're having a tournament with all the flavors to figure out which one is the best. We're getting towards the end, and today's matchup is Cookies and Cream versus Cookie Dough Chunk. These are both elite flavors, probably my two favorites. I actually have two boxes of each in my pantry right now, and I just rotate back and forth. I am going to vote for Cookie Dough Chunk, though. Either one is great. There's no there's no loser here. They're both exceptional, but my choice slightly goes to Cookie Dough Chunk. If you want to vote, go to BuiltBar.com or find them on Twitter to vote for your choice. And remember to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com. All right, now it's time to shift gears to the defensive side of the football. Um, you're going base 4-3 defense. I am going base nickel, and that's because I didn't really like all the options at linebacker, and I like the options at corner. So uh, let's get things going here. Um, I think you're up here with the defensive end tandem. Defensive end tandem, obviously a guy that I know will be on everyone's list that goes through with this, Bruce Smith. 1985, number one overall pick, Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest Buffalo Bill of all time. An easy choice there. Uh, across from him, I went with Aaron Schobel, drafted in 2001. Uh, second round, pick number 46 overall. I thought that one was pretty easy for me. That's the tandem I ended up going with. Yeah, I don't know how you, you go any other direction here. Bruce Smith, Aaron Schobel. I mean, Phil Hansen is probably in the conversation. Marcellus Wiley distantly in the conversation. And after that, you're talking about the Chris Kelsey's of the world, um, Ryan Denny type player. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's Bruce Smith. It's Aaron Schobel. This one is pretty straightforward. I, I still wish Aaron Schobel played a little bit longer, but uh, that wasn't the case. Obviously, Bruce Smith, 200 career sacks. Unbelievable, man. In, in an era of football where, I mean, it was run heavy. So you're playing right. in a run-heavy era of football. He's a five technique in a 3-4 defense, and he played on the right side. So he was going up against left tackles. So he's beating the other team's best pass blocker on an odd front defense in an era where they ran the football. And my guy has 200 career sacks. I mean, what a freak. Unbelievable. Defensive tackle. I have a feeling that people are going to be mad at me for this. Kyle Williams is, is on Kyle Williams is one of them. Okay. That one's easy. The other one's not so easy. I went with Marcel Darius. And I know that I don't think Marcel has a lot of fans, right? I, I don't know that he does. But if you remember peak Darius, like when he's on his game, that dude was dynamic, like huge, can't be blocked, can get after the quarterback. And obviously, like 
he had his low moments and there was a lot of off the field issues. But if you just focus on the player, there were times where, where he lived up to that billing as a number three overall pick. It was an easy pick for me too. There was, those were the two guys, Kyle Williams and Marcel Darius. People will forget he was a two-time pro bowler, a first team all pro back in 2014 for the bills, 10 sacks as an interior defensive lineman, just that group, right? Him and Kyle Williams together. Uh, it's unfortunate what happened with him after he got the contract extension mm-hmm. where things truly seemed to fall apart, um, change in regime, different. Just the fact that it didn't work was just unfortunate because I would have been curious to see if he could have made the transition with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. He did not, right? Then he gets shipped to Jacksonville early on in 2017. And it just uh, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out because tons of potential and ability and uh, it just never, never stuck after that first contract extension. So maybe Ed Oliver can change this, right? Eventually we'll, we'll pick Ed Oliver and Kyle Williams when we do this again in 10 years. But the third best defensive tackle that the Bills have ever drafted, like in our strike zone that we're working with here, is that Ron Edwards? Like who, who is that other guy? Joe, I stopped, I stopped looking. It literally <laughs> just was to the point of, those were the first two names that popped into mind. And it was like, okay, certainly a little bit of recency bias there. There's got to be somebody else that I'm just missing. And as I'm going, going and going and going, it was, it was pretty obvious that I was, I was not right. Like I'm not going to keep a Fred Smurless who I never really saw play or any of those. So why would I do that in, in this situation and not another Darius was dominant when he was on his game. So that's where I went. Do you know who an underrated player that the Bills drafted at defensive tackle wind up having a good career is Justin Bainan, uh, 139th pick in the, in the 2002 draft. The best moments of his career didn't come with the Bills, but they, you know, he was a good player for Denver for a while, and he was a primary starter for a few seasons over there. So if we're looking deep, obviously not making this team over Darius, but uh, I want to give him a shout-out as, as a reasonable pick. Joe, that would be one of those exercises like fake Bill or real Bill, as you say that name. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't no. know that. I don't know that name, right? Like, so you could you could have me and just be pulling something out of thin air. But uh, obviously, I trust you on that. All right, yeah, I'm not making I'm not making stuff up. Life Larson, another real Buffalo Bills name. Everybody remembers him because he bench pressed like ten thousand pounds and was a bad football player. But uh, yeah, another legend in the Bills defensive tackle. Uh, drafting resume. All right. So you found three linebackers you like, and it's your turn to go first. Yeah. And when I say I found three linebackers that I like, I'm sure um, one of them will not be completely popular with a lot of fans right now. And I don't know why, Um, but I am going with Tremaine Edmonds is one of my linebackers. When I look at him as a a two-time pro bowler, um, what he is, but yet what he can be, it's a little bit tied into the potential um, but when I was looking at a four, three, I went with Tremaine along with Matt Milano and Daryl Talley. Um, there could have been some, some more popular older names there. You know, if you're thinking back to someone like, a, a Shane Conlon and what he used to mean to the, to the Buffalo bills defense. But for me, it was looking at Tremaine Edmonds. I said, you know what, I'm going to have him in this group. If I'm going with the base four, three Milano getting that second contract, right. I think that was a relatively easy pick. Um, I think he is on the the fringe of of being a pro bowler in his time with the Bills. There certainly had been some talk about him 
being a bit of a snub back in 2019. So I like Milano on the list. And Daryl Talley was an easy one for me. Again, going back to that 1983 draft, taking in the second round, pick number 39. All right. I like your, I like your, I like your room there. I do. I like the makeup of it. I like the complementary skill sets. I think from a practical application of a three linebacker set, I think you got the right mix of guys. But I only have two that made my team. The one guy that is a carryover from yours is Daryl Talley. I thought that was an easy choice. Like no matter how you were to assemble this, Daryl Talley was going to be one of your picks at linebacker. Tremaine and Matt Milano, I guess I'm going to kind of go back a little bit to what I said about the Josh Allen, Jim Kelly thing. I, I don't know. I, there hasn't been a long, a large enough sample size for me yet to include him on this list. So I went with a guy that probably had his best days. Not probably. He definitely had his best days playing for a different team. I'm going with Paul Pazlesny. Uh, linebacker, Penn State. He was, you know, he banged up year one with the Bills, and then he, you know, he's three years as a decent starter after that. But he was a really good player for Jacksonville for for seven seasons, and um, I think him is the Mike Daryl Talley playing, you know, kind of rush linebacker, pursuit style player, opposite of Paz, and then me going with a nickel based defense. I thought that gave me the two guys that I think at this point you can look at and say their body of work really trumps, you know, the, the other guys on the list. So I, I like the makeup of your room, but I, I, with my philosophy being more, all right, I want a bigger body of work. I, I went with, uh, with Paz Lesney. I, I guess I could see that. I mean, it was, you know, as you would go through, you look at the linebacker position, some guys that have had great success, they just weren't drafted yeah. by the bills. Right. So Cornelius Bennett is off the table. The Bryce pop can't enter the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but then as you go through, as I was looking at the list, Again, Conlon was the one for me more than Pazlozny that was on the fringe. Similar to when I talk about someone like Tremaine Edmonds, okay, he's made two Pro Bowls. You know, Conlon made three Pro Bowls. From that standpoint, it's like, okay, am I justifying this a bit? That would have been the one change that I, I would have made there in retrospect. He was a defensive rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken, Shane Conlon. Correct. Back in the day. That's cool. Uh, I don't, has there, I, I'm, asking a question that I probably should know the answer to Has any other Buffalo Bills player earned rookie of the year. I don't, I do not know off the yeah. top of my head. People are yelling at us right now. Remembering <laughs> some, some player it should have been Tredavious white. Mike Stratton in 1963, you know, that type. Yeah, of sure. <laughs> sure. He was a wonderful player. All right. So it is time for cornerbacks. I'm keeping three of them. And, um, the Bills have a, a good history of drafting corners. I mean, I don't have Tredavious White on my list. I don't have Terrence McGee on my list. I mean, these are these are good players. I don't have Nate Odoms. I don't have Thomas Davis. I mean, or Thomas Smith, excuse me. I do have Nate Clements, Stephon Gilmore, and Antoine Winfield in the slot. I mean, I think you can go a lot of different combinations here and and come away with a really great trio. But um, I like what I had. The one that I, I might, if I had to switch one, I might go Trey White over Nate Clements. But Stefan Gilmore and Antoine Winfield, absolute locks for this team. So let me ask you the question. How are you going with Stefan Gilmore over Tredavious White? Is it based on his play with the New England Patriots and just his entire body of work and he gets a defensive player of the year? Because that one surprised me. I don't know. I think I, as you can tell with my entire team here, I've, I've, I've sided with guys that have a, a larger body of work. And I think Trey White's definitely 
getting there, right? I mean, he's been in the league for like since 2017. So like he's, he's got a nice resume and, and I, I'm not going to sit here and like overly defend myself because I think you can make a case for him to be on here. But I, I think I went with, you know, just, I have five more years of experience from, from Stefan Gilmore. And I think, I think Gilmore has been playing at a high level his whole career, but um, yeah, I mean, that probably plays into it, but I, I'm not going to fight too hard on this because I think you can make a case for, for white over. And I initially said Clemens, but I think you can make a case for over Gilmore, but I tried not to get caught up in the, in the, you know, the most recent players is, is kind of my strategy here as well. Well, and for me, it was Tredavious white and Nate Clements. Um, Antoine Winfield was that other name I had written down as well, right? Similar to the Lee Evans, Stevie Johnson discussion that we had before. But if I'm just going with two cornerbacks in this situation, um, Tredavious White, and yeah, is it a recency bias? Of course it is. But when you have him coming off back-to-back All-Pro seasons, Pro Bowl seasons, um, to me, right, it's like one of the most celebrated Buffalo Bills cornerbacks. Certainly what Stefan Gilmore has done in his career warrants him to be part of the conversation. But it was a little bit of, well, if you didn't do it in Buffalo, I just don't know if it's really someone that I'm going to include on this mm. on this list. Now, you can say, well, Anthony, you did the same thing with Marshawn Lynch early on, but it's my list and I'll, I'll do what I want to, I guess. Uh, so. I respect that a lot. <laughs> All right. So people are definitely mad at me right now. I can feel it. I can. I can you didn't put. I was even a little in. mad at you. I, yeah. I had to. I felt it. Contain I felt myself that. here. I know we got the video thing going. I saw you. You, you got a little red there, but. Um, it's my list and I can do what I want, <laughs> what I want with it, Anthony. <laughs> All right. Last position group, uh, safeties. What do you got? Um, Jarris bird, an easy choice for me. Again, one of those players that his tenure ended in Buffalo before it should have. Um, but when you talk about a, you know, an easier pick a guy that should have been rookie of the year, right after yeah. he was drafted in, in 2009, but that true ball hawking safety, Made a big difference to the Buffalo Bills defense, a second-round pick, 42nd overall. Um, and then I went with Henry Jones. Henry Jones taken in 1991, first-round pick, number 26 overall. Uh, that was one where I felt like I was searching a little bit for that second safety. Didn't have that history of remembering Jones and his play. But as I was going through the list, that was certainly one that uh, it popped out early and it ended up sticking as I did not see anyone that I thought was a was a better fit than Henry Jones. So I don't want to make it sound like he kind of backed into it, but as you're going through and looking at players that were drafted, uh, he's one that came to mind early on. And to be quite honest, I could not find a better alternative. I, I think you have the right group. That's that's the exact pairing that I have in Jarris Bird and, and Henry Jones. I gave some consideration to Kurt Schultz, which was a great pick, seventh round, 195 overall in 1992, had a really productive career. In fact, in terms of players the Bills drafted, he has the third most interceptions for their career. Number one, Butch Bird, 40. Nate Clements, number two with 36. And then Kurt Schultz, 30 interceptions, number three all-time among drafted players by the Buffalo Bills. But I already had a free safety in Jarris Bird. I needed somebody that can can play down low a little bit, especially because I'm going base nickel. You know, I needed a, a guy that I think can play more in the box, and that's what I got in Henry Jones. So we... We end with an agreement there on the um, on the safety tandem. I should we. I can't believe I didn't do special teams. Um, imagine that. Like, I'm just glad you didn't because that would have completely stressed. Well, me. then I could have got Terrence McGee on the list as a returner, so I would have felt felt better about getting him on the team somehow. But 
I mean, I don't even know if the Bills drafted Steve Christie or <laughs> I'm sure Brian Mormon was probably a UDFA. So it, it's probably best that we didn't, except for the Bills drafted Dustin Hopkins, who's a good kicker for the, the Washington football team. And we certainly hope Tyler Bass winds up being really good. But uh, Steve Christie was out of William and Mary, of course, and he was not drafted. So, all right. Do you look back at this, Joe? And do you look back at this and do you have one regret of like, ah, this guy, not having this guy on the team? I mean, is it McGee for you or was there somebody else that really stood out? I'm in my feelings about Trey White now. (laughs) Clemens isn't, Clemens is, the more I think about it, Clemens is not coming off. Winfield is not coming off. It would be Gilmore. And so now here I am staring an audience of Bills fans in the face, picking the Patriot over Trey White. I mean, this, this could be a career ending mistake by me. You know what I mean? Like this, 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 uh, that's the one I regret at this point, but, um, I got to stick to my, to my, my guns on this. I thought you were going to say your regret was including a tight end on your list. That you yeah, that is true. Gone with a different do, personnel group there. What do you think? I should, I would have, I would have went 10 personnel and included Stevie Johnson though. That, that's what I would have done. That would have worked I, too. Yeah. Maybe, well, there you go. If, if you don't like my pick of Jay Reamersma, who just, he really feels, he feels like when I look at this list of players that I'm, that I'm seeing all these really good players in the history of the NFL and, and my tight end is Jay Reamersma. He definitely stands out on this list, but if, yeah, I would go Stevie Johnson and I would go 10 personnel. Um, if that's what I, if I would have eliminated my tight end pick. Listen, you stayed truer to the exercise. I just eliminated it from the beginning because I knew there was nothing that would really make sense. So I definitely uh, bent the rules there just a little bit. All right, folks, that'll do it for us today here on the podcast. If you are mad about anything, make sure you hit up Anthony on Twitter, not me. His Twitter handle is at Anth Marino. So A-N-T-H Marino on Twitter. Hit him with a follow. Make sure you're keeping up with all his work over at Buffalo Rumblings. And again, your uh, grievances go to him only. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed. As always, I kindly ask that you rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.